You need to be a visionary. You need to think about big things and vision and long term. Yeah. And, and, and otherwise you don't have, you know, really your direction and, and the big picture. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 203. Our episode is Eli Barak, the co-founder and CEO of Yorok and a serial entrepreneur. Eli is a serial entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in establishing startups, companies, and community social activities. He is the co-director of Green, an innovative community center in the Hefer Valley for both entrepreneurs and youth. Additionally, he is the chairman of the board of directors of Rupin College of Technology, as well as two startups, Centcom and Crumbiz. Eli is passionate about STEM education and providing inspiring opportunities for youth and is one of the most respected mentors in FIRST Robotics Israel. Eli Barak, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. It's so fantastic to have you. We know each other for quite some time now, for quite a few years, all the way back from the robotics team when, uh, when you so generously uh, came in and helped mentor our team, uh, a relatively rookie team, and, uh, and you've built some, some really incredible, incredible uh, projects and in, in mentorship in, 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 not Kfarok, in Emek Hefer, and uh, Moetzet Hefer. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Where do you come from, and how do you do that transition from an entrepreneur and investor to education and mentorship? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for having me. Um... I think that uh, probably the best definition is to say that I'm a serial entrepreneur who started in the uh, software market uh, in the Israeli army and found myself uh, focusing on software. Uh, my first uh, startup, uh, the one that uh, I did the first exit, uh, was in the CRM, ERP markets, uh, moved to the States, lived in, uh, in the US for five years with my family, came back. To Israel uh, just before 9/11 wow. um, and decided that uh, I need to find something interesting to do uh, once retired um, because the exit was uh, good enough <laughs> and after you know like 18 months of doing nothing and going to coffee shops you need to figure out uh, that you do want to do something and I found myself um, by coincidence I must say uh, working with uh, with the high school kids, Uh, and robotics is um, is an interesting platform not necessarily because the kids will eventually uh, focus on robotics in their uh, adult li- adults life but rather because it's uh, a combination of different disciplines including mechanical engineering software um, system engineering uh, working in a team um, understanding and handling priorities and So more than robotics, in a way, it's a great uh, platform, if you want, um, to work with kids and um, start some kind of an excitement um, in them um, to be part of the technology uh, market or technology world. Uh, and this is basically what it is. It's a trigger. But Eli, before we get to, uh, deeper into the robotics, I have to understand because... You know most people who who end up devoting your pretty much over a hundred percent time uh, towards you know education and mentorship right. they often come from from those types of backgrounds that they've done that for 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 quite some time you're coming in as an entrepreneur investor 
serial entrepreneur and you're saying all of a sudden devoting 100% of your time or 150% of your time to uh, helping mentor kids. So how does that work? Well, first of all, 100% or 120% uh, is, is a relative definition. Um, if you want, you have 26 hours a day and you find the uh, time to do uh, things that you like. Uh, I kept doing and I'm still doing a lot of uh, work with entrepreneurs, adult entrepreneurs. Uh, what you find out uh, and what attracted me to work also with, uh, with high school kids is that if you think about it, uh, this is the next generation. We talk about the millennials now, um, even if they are now 15, 16 years old, in 10 years, they are the next generation entrepreneurs. Right. So even if you are focused on um, entrepreneurs and startups and you're looking for the next generation, you find yourself talking to kids. Um, they are very um, intuitive, very uh, innovative. So I think that what you find out when you work with kids around those areas of innovation um, and out-of-the-box thinking um, is that you can get great results when you have the mixed teams of adults and kids. And this is where I started with. Uh, I can say that now about, what, 20, 20 years later, I came back to Israel 20 years ago, back from the States, 20 years later, and now I'm working with a lot of, uh, of startups that are combining, and we'll talk about it later, combining kids and adults, it's a great combination because you have great ideas coming from them. Yeah, they are less mature, of course. Uh, they don't have all the uh, professional skills you are looking for. In the same time, they are very, very innovative and are still capable of thinking out of the box. Right. Something that we are losing uh, as we are aging and, get, and getting a profession. Right. And this is very interesting uh, for the uh, ecosystem in Israel. And we find, I can point out now, five companies uh, in the hub that we are running here in Emek where we have kids, 11 and 12 graders, that are part of those startups just because, you know, they met each other All and right. are now involved. No, no, 100%. And, and I'd love to get to understand a little bit better about well, this, this community that you're building there. So, you know, um, what you're doing with Emek is not what an ordinary robotics team does in Israel or all over the world. And, and it's gone beyond simply the six-week first robotics competition, uh, right? It, it's gone much beyond that. Uh, so, Eli, yeah, so, so talk, talk to me a little bit about why, like, wh why, the, what is the community within this education sphere like? Like, first is and, and what you're doing there, and then talk to me about what you're doing outside of just the first program. Sure. So, again, uh, it's not a secret that the traditional formal uh, education system, the school system, uh, is not working or not working very good. Uh, now the COVID-19 days make it even uh, more difficult, uh, you know, for that system. Um, but kids are looking for something interesting to do. Everybody is bored. The typical answer you get from a typical high school uh, kid that is coming back from school and, you know, how was your day? And the answer is boring <laughs> or, you know, or yep. okay is the best you can get. Like uh, a very, uh, a very shallow, okay, like, you know, um, and the idea was to try to build some kind of an ecosystem that will, first of all, and before everything else, will uh, reignite, if you want, people and make them excited 
about their daily operations. So the whole idea was to create some kind of an ecosystem, some kind of an environment where people could be excited about what they are doing, put aside their age, whether those are kids or, or, or adults. And since I'm involved, you know, for like 30, 30 something years uh, in technology and in the startup ecosystem, um, we said, and we is uh, me together with another partner, his name is Liran, and we are partners here in, in, in Israel. Both of us are coming separately, but coming from the uh, iTech sector. And the idea was to create some kind of a local, if you want, domestic uh, ecosystem that will be part of the community uh, at large, if you want. So it's not only your neighborhood, but it's the area around you. I would say 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people uh, in, that, in that area. Emek Hefer is an example, right. the Hefer Valley here in Israel. And try to bring content or, or create an enabling platform around entrepreneurship, innovation, out-of-the-box thinking, not necessarily technology, but technology is a great uh, start for many of those. Put everything in place, which means content, lectures, you name it, put it there, and allow them to consume, if you want, the content and the place and everything you put in, you know, for them when they need it and develop themselves. Right. So we are mentoring and we provide a space, but it's an hybrid, if you want a hybrid solution, because it's a combination of an open space. Uh, you know, like we work together yeah. with an accelerator uh, and a venture fund, and we do all of those together, but not in a predefined program that says, oh, well, welcome to our accelerator. You have two years, uh, get a right. million dollars. At the end, right. you need to uh, be able to uh, to fly or you crash. You know, right. sometimes it works. Most of the times, you know, uh, it, you know it doesn't work. Right. And, right. and the idea here was to try and create the platform. So platform is a place to be, offices, makerspace, um, CNC, and, and you know you name it, everything that you need to really make things and not only think about them, right. if you want to do it. Bring a lot of content from leading, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, leading ideas and CEOs of companies that are coming and talking to the future entrepreneurs in different areas. Uh, do mentoring and really bring mentors that could take them forward and have a venture fund uh, to do small uh, early stage uh, pre-seed if you want investments. All of that is aiming now not only adults, the usual entrepreneurs, but also kids. Right. And try to mix them. Um, I don't know how you call it in the US, but in Israel, you know, we have this pot that you do like a poike. So, yeah. which is so I don't know what's the terminology. Uh, probably the same way. A, a melting this pot. Yeah. Uh, so this is the, this is the best description of what we are trying to do. You put in a lot of good materials, good people, mentoring, location. You do it very slowly. You need to be, you know, not to try to to expedite things. Right. You rather need to do it slowly. And you start to see the community really building in front of you. And I can say that now in, in Emek Hefer here, uh, three years later, uh, we have really a full place. We have a waiting list of like 10, 15 people that are trying to join and we don't have any offices for them. 
uh, we have more than 100, 100 uh, kids, high school kids that are involved in any given really? uh, time of the day. Yeah, more than 100. Wow. Uh, probably next year we are going to have more uh, COVID-19 created a situation that, as I said, school is boring. Schools wow. are now cooperating with us and saying, well, you know, maybe, maybe the uh, informal education is not so bad and it's interesting <laughs> right. and they cooperate with us wow um, what do you, I, I'm really curious idea. about what what do you see in that space so when you when you take high schoolers and I'm a huge advocate of this myself but you take high schoolers and you give them a different purpose that's intrinsic informal education that they actually get to build something and provide a product given executing on what they're learning what do you see in outside of the outside of the lab do they change at all are they more confident in different areas so great question I would say that the, the main you know, think about it as, as a toolbox and you basically equip them with with a new toolbox for life I would say that 90% of the value that we provide to those high school kids is not technical at all it has nothing to do with robotics or space or other areas that we are supporting and It's rather on a personal toolkit of how to be part of a team, how to integrate things. It doesn't matter what kind of integration. What we call system engineering, processes, understanding of how do you really manage personal priorities. And one of the interesting feedbacks we are getting from kids and from the teachers in school is that once they finish the first year here you know, in our program, They're coming back to school and everything in school is very very easy for them really they easily hand, yeah they easily handle the timeline and they do the tests and usually uh, the grades are going up although they spend about half of their time here right they are spending afternoons and nights and the weekend and you need to really push them back out because if it's up to them they spend every minute here uh, it's a community for them. So all the friendships yeah. and everything, it's like a youth movement, if you want, which, by the way, is something we are doing right now in Israel with the Ministry of uh, Education and Ministry of Science, turning all that type of operation into a recognized wow. youth movement. Huh. It's, uh, it's called, uh, going to call Nesher, which in Hebrew stands for Noar Shoher Robotica, which is youth... Uh, Uh, something robotics something robotics and the whole idea is to really recognize the fact that it, it is a use movement with everything involved so uh, personal skill sets what they call the 21st century skill sets is is most of you know the, the, the best value they are getting right. interesting to say that we see a lot of activities around us from different you um, Uh, you know the Ministry of Education uh, the IDF the, the you know uh, the Israeli army that are, are uh, looking for those kids not because they know how to do robotics but they are much more mature in yes in, in the understanding of how to work in a team right uh, we do uh, find a lot of situations where kids that were not the best ones in high school are finding things to uh, really you Uh, excel and do things here and be leaders in different areas um, we work a lot with the girls and fighting very successfully um, 
the situation where girls are not getting into technology for different reasons. This is not an Israeli problem. It's a worldwide one. Uh, very successfully uh, uh, working with, with girls and really have uh, mixed uh, uh, groups, working with different parts of the Israeli society, uh, Haredim, um, that are not really into technology, and we're doing very well with them as well, uh, through different connections we have. Um, so the whole idea is using technology. We are doing it especially with two, if you want, programs or titles. One of them you mentioned, which is robotics and the first organization. The other one is something that is developing all over the world now, which is what is called the new space or commercial space. Applications that are trying to or starting to look at space, not only as a, a, an intelligence government type of, of area, but rather commercial or private sector that are looking into those areas. A lot of startups in Israel in this area, we are using it uh, to attract kids to come to us. So we have now a Mars a simulator that we are building here wow. in Emek Hefer together with the kids that are going, you know, that is going to have like an underground a lava type of uh, whatever, and, and you're going to have a mission to Mars and a control room. The whole idea is really trigger them, bring them in. Once they are in, we get them. 100%. Uh, but Ellie, I have to ask. So at the end of the day, you know, you're running these, these programs, but how do you do this at scale, right? So as an entrepreneur, sale entrepreneur, investor, it's all, it's all about it. you create the value, you find the product market fit, you create an amazing experience. And now let's, how, how do you replicate this all over the world? Because I'm convinced I went through, I went through some of these programs with you, with your mentorship. I know how incredible it is and with the tools that it gave me, but, but how do you get this? How do you get every kid in the world to have this experience? So it's a great question. And it's a question that we started, you know, asking ourselves about three years ago. When we started the first location here in Emek Hefer, and we are six partners, all of us, by the way, are coming from the high-tech sector. So this is not real estate for us. Right. Uh, the real estate part is, is just an enabling platform. And this was exactly the question that we we're asking. Is this um, a operation is some kind of a one-man or two-man or five-man operation, yeah. uh, and that's it? Or can you really replicate? Can you really scale? Uh, it took us... Uh, two and a half years to really examine the model, uh, refine it, if you want. Um, about a year ago, we started to work on our second uh, location up in, uh, in Emek Israel near Nahalal. Uh, we are now uh, working on it, building the, uh, uh, the new location over there that will be location number two, uh, wow. hopefully uh, opened around Pesach, you know, spring of uh, 2021. Wow. Uh, we are already talking about the third location that is going to be some ca- somewhere around Rehovot, uh, so a little bit south of uh, Tel Aviv. The whole idea is to do it uh, outside of the big cities, uh, do it in areas where people are looking, you know, you have good uh, um, um, a community, high skills on one hand, but people that are bored are looking for interesting things to see, to, to do. Uh, it... Um, you could provide, a, since you are out of the big city, real estate is cheaper, so you could do things that you cannot do, you know, in Tel Aviv or in, or, or in, in major locations, uh, like uh, Emek Israel now is going to be all around space, and we are building now a new uh, a planetarium over the uh, really sophisticated uh, a special telescope that uh, is a sun telescope. 
so not only a, a regular one, a lot of development around this. In Emek Hefer we do a lot of uh, robotics and agriculture, which is uh, something we could do here because we have tons of areas around us uh, and, and better sites are the easiest thing to do. Um, and yeah, I think that we, uh, I, I would say, uh, even on something which is important, uh, you learn very early that if you want to have this model working, it cannot be based on philanthropy. Right. It right. must be a business model. Now, why is uh, that? Why do you think that is? Because long term, it's very easy to get uh, donations, funds to build something. But it's basically impossible to keep getting those donations to operate it. Right. So you must, uh, in a way, come with a plan that will be not, will be not only sustainable and, and, and could uh, 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 fund itself, but be profitable. Otherwise, you don't have the funds you need to really right. you know, do the investments at the beginning. And, and this is exactly the model that we're doing. And it took us about two years to make sure that we understand how to make it profitable. Now, don't get me wrong, profitable while still understanding that there are impact aspects for your investment. Community is important. So it's not only maximizing the return of inve- investment in terms of funding and money, right. it's also in community value. Incredible. But the model needs to be sustainable. It needs to be profitable. And once you do, you could do whatever you want. And very interesting to say another thing, the government, the different agencies that are, and you know, I'm not blaming them, are never first adopters. They are not. They tend to join in later if you could prove that what you're doing is really working and sustainable and bringing value. Right. Once you do, they are eager to join because this is a success and they could be part of it. And I'm not cynical. What I want to say is that this is the, the way it works. Yeah. So if once you do it, I met yesterday uh, the ministry, the minister of uh, science, uh, Israel Shai, yeah. and he came to, um, to Emek Israel to see what we are building over there. And now the ministry of science uh, is supportive and uh, we are getting money for different things we want to do. But this is only after we proved that we, we are able to bring money, do what we need, or in a way sense. which is funny, but you know how they say about banks, the bank wants to lend you money only when you don't need it. Right. So in a way, similar here. You need to be on your own, be able to support your ideas and prove that it's working. Everybody else will join you later on, which is fine. Eli, this is uh, insightful and inspiring. I, I just love what you're doing there, and I have no doubt that it will continue to scale. And, and I know the impact that, that you personally had on me and Emek Hefer and the whole Moatza had on myself and my friends, and I'm, and I'm watching everybody also you know, in the unit where I served. I pretty much recognize everybody from these amazing community, and it really is a youth movement. Uh, just it's around technology, less about camping. It's a different youth movement. Uh, Eli, sure. before we go, I need three words that you would use to describe yourself. Yeah, this is also always uh, interesting to uh, you know to look back and 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 think about it. I would say probably I'm very focused in everything I do, and people that are working with me uh, know it. Some kind of a combination. I, I I usually say that I'm a tall person. I'm not very tall, not at all, but tall in the sense of your head needs need to be 
you know, up there in the sky. You need to be a visionary. You need to think about big things and vision and long term. Yeah. And, and uh, otherwise you don't have, you know, really your direction and, and the big picture. Definitely. In the same time, you need to be uh, very connected to the ground. Right. Your feet need to be well, you know, connected to the ground and need to be into the details. Uh, there is a phrase that uh, somebody used that says, you know, think big and act small. I really believe, believe in this. I think that uh, we need to, and I'm trying to be um, strategic or think strategy in everything I'm doing, uh, which I think is a good combination to describe me, some kind of uh, emphasis on strategy together with very practical um, approach to life. And I believe that the combination is what makes it not only interesting, but uh, I will allow myself to say successful. Eli, this is uh, wonderful. And I can't wait to come visit the, the greater space. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just incredible the work that you're doing. So thank you very, very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Hey.